Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host, and we are diving into episode 70 of Entrepreneurs today. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I'm going to try to make this episode short and sweet because I'm actually about to head out on a flight to Italy in just a few hours, and time is of the essence here. So this is more me shooting from the hip in terms of what I see being important factors in our ability to fight off an aggressive economic front, which we are clearly facing right now with inflation. And I brought this back up in December in episode 50, where I first addressed the hyperinflation problem. And well, it has not gone anywhere, and it may not go anywhere anytime soon. And sure, if you're listening to this in maybe 2025, and everything is sunshine and rainbows, then good for you. But just know that economic strife is always a stone's throw away. And so I just wanted to be a friendly voice today to ask you some questions that hopefully act as a reminder to be cognizant of your actions to combat inflation as best you can, which at this point in time has hit an absurd 8.5%. So the first thing I would say about this. And this is the mentality that I would like to drive home. And of course, you can do whatever you'd like. But the the way that I would approach all of this is to just stop blaming people. All right, I know it's an easy thing to do. I'm very guilty of it myself sometimes. But it really does not matter who is contributing to this trend. I don't care what president did what I don't care which party is at fault. I have a choice to make right now to devote my time and energy and bandwidth to pointing fingers, or I can look at the situation lift up my bootstraps and actually do something about it. And that's what I choose to do. Okay, so I, I don't blame you if you want to choose option A. But I'm just letting you know, we've got a choice and we've got a lot of work to do. So there's a time and place for playing that blame game. But at 8.5%, I'm, I'm just like, no, I don't got time for that. That's that is an 8.5% pay cut. That's what it is. And I know people don't want to see it that way. But that's essentially what's happening here. And I don't know about you. But most of my work, most of my clients, they do not ask for less the longer I work for them. They just demand more as the years go on. So if you're adding more responsibilities to the table, but losing nearly 10% of your purchasing power, of course, your business is going to suffer. So here are a few things that I think we can do proactively to fight this battle. It's not going to guaranteed fix anything, but it's just food for thought. And it puts you in a better mental place. So the first thing I would say is to consistently seek out new work and market to them. 
All right. And I know that's super obvious. You might even roll your eyes at that. But I'm just saying my experience working with photographers, knowing photographers for the last 10 years or so, is that they tend to stick to a very small group of clients, like one or two. And I'm not even kidding about that. There's There are plenty who are assertive and are constantly marketing. But then there are plenty who just wait for their assignments to hit their inbox. And if everything is going well, they might be saying, what's the difference? And listen, I can't really answer that. If you're lucky enough for that one client to constantly feed you with work and you never experience a drought, then kudos to you. I would just say, having played that game, look to bolster that client base with some additional work because you never know when it's going to fall. And you don't have to change your brand, but by mixing it up a little bit here and there, it's going to help combat those inflation rates. Number two, increase your pricing. Okay, so this is contingent entirely based off of you doing a good job at your job to warrant that price raise. And I mentioned this in episode 50, but if you're if you're getting brought back on any type of assignment that you've done in the past, propose a new rate that honors what you feel you're worth. And understandably, if you're starting out or if you're working for a large company that hires a lot of creative talent, then you may not have any leverage at all. And I get that, but it starts with you. So if you typically charge $1,500 for a wedding, can you assess whether your skills have improved during this time to start charging 2000 or 3000 or more? And I've said this many times, nobody's going to willingly pay you more. That's just not going to happen. So you've got to find a way to increase your pricing based off of whether you think you have done a good job and you've improved your skill set. Number three, stop taking net negative jobs. All right. So what I mean by net negative jobs is when you assess what it costs you to do that job in time and money, if by the end of that, you're even or less than even with the income that you actually take home after taxes, then that's hurting you more than it's helping you. All right. So unless these opportunities are really driving you forward in some fashion, which I understand, you know, it's hard to predict what job will lead to what opportunities. But if it's not, stop taking those jobs. I would rather have you stay at home in your pajamas making phone calls for a few hours than drive 50 miles to do a job that pays you 100 bucks. And I'm not trying to be super privileged. I'm just doing the math. You know, you might take home $40 after you account for taxes and gas. So maybe the job is worth it. I'm open to that possibility. But just do your due diligence and assess what you're going to get out of that job. More often than not, it's not going to be worth it. Number four, trim some fat and negotiate your bills. All right, I know it's a very defensive perspective to have here, but seriously, find dead weight that you're paying for every month and then just cut it loose. So if you're not going to the gym, cut the gym out. If you only watch Netflix, cut out all your other subscriptions like Hulu or HBO Max or whatever it is. If you've got equipment that you're not using, look to sell it on Craigslist. I know it seems like small potatoes, but there are so many little areas in your life that you could probably audit just a little bit better. You know, call your internet providers, ask for better rates. Call your credit cards, ask if your interest rate can be lowered and your credit limit can be raised. You know, stop getting takeout every day. Cut that down once a week. And I don't want to be enforcing a penny-pinching mindset, but seriously, some of you are spending money like you're making 250 grand a year when you're really taking home 25. So remember, you're being hit with a near 10% pay cut. You can't act the same way you used to unless you have a very large financial cushion or a significant income. Everybody else, it's time to budget. Okay, lastly, number five, don't let idle cash just sit in your bank account. All right, now this is totally dependent on the amount of cash that you have and the upcoming expenses that you have planned. So if you've got maybe $15,000 in your savings account and your firstborn is about to go to college, maybe you don't have a whole lot of flexibility there. But if you have enough cash to cover several months of expenses, any excess cash that you have can be better put to use than sitting in just a checking or savings account that earns you absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not going to tell you what investments to put your money in. I would just say, start researching them. 
you know, talk to your partner, talk to your parents, talk to your spouse, talk to your accountant, formulate a game plan to find out where idle cash can be best put to use. So determine what's the largest number sitting in my checking account that I am comfortable with not growing. So whatever your number is for you to live comfortably and take care of any emergencies, leave that amount there. But then anything beyond that, start funneling it in to something that will get you greater returns. All right. So I know that was a very quick episode, but really, this just comes down to auditing things out of your life that are either costing you time, money, and opportunity. And I actually think this is a life skill. You know, you're never going to find an easy road the entirety of your life. You know, so give yourself a second to breathe. Don't go into full armadillo mode. Just recognize that, yes, times might be tough, but I believe you have more options than you think. I believe you have more leverage than you think. And most importantly, I believe you have more strength than you think. You know, the best way to fight hyperinflation is just with hyperfocus. Okay. And I know you can do that. So remember, tough times don't last, folks, but tough people do. That's going to be my time for today. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. I'm about to hit that airport there. So hit the like and subscribe button. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. And I will see you guys next week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.